0: Hi, this is David Dickens, and today we are again doing one of my most favorite types of uh, podcasts. We're going to the mailbag. So we have three really good questions. One from uh, Jacob about Social Security. Anna asks about her 401k and how she's been killing it over the last couple years. And Anthony, who has a lot of money saved for retirement and still has a bunch of debt. So we're going to try to talk through all three of those, see if we can give a little bit of help that might be specific to you. I'll go get Walter and we'll get after it.
1: Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Another episode of Cover Your Assets KC is here. I'm Walter alongside David Dickens, President Wealth Advisor of KC Financial Advisors. And yes, one of our favorite types of episodes here. We're talking mailbag questions today. And uh, David, I know you're ready and all set to go over there. So shall we get to it?
0: We should, although we would be remiss in not mentioning. I was last... going to see if you let it slide by or not. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing you. I was testing. <laughs> the last time we podcasted, the Chiefs' destiny was unknown. Yeah, yep. and they have played a couple of really good playoff games as underdogs and headed to Vegas for the Super Bowl. So that's super cool.
1: Unknown, no more. So yeah, are you making some big uh, some big Super Bowl plans?
0: Oh uh, not really but I'm okay. um, just planning on how to celebrate the uh, the Chiefs big victory so the, the eventual you know, victory yeah that takes yeah. some
1: thinking through Absolutely, I am. Uh, I'm definitely going to be rooting for the Chiefs, and um, I'm, and I'm not just sucking up. I like that's, that's a good call, Walter. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I, I like Mahomes. I like the Chiefs. I I don't really have a favorite NFL team, so I just kind of like you know I'm not a bandwagon fan, but I'm just like I, I like what they're about. I like what they do. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Andy Reid, and I want to see him do well. So yeah.
0: There's a lot of things to. Like. They're just a fun. Now I'm obviously biased <laughs> because I live here, but <laughs> yeah, they just there's just a likable. I think they're a likable team. They don't. I think
1: so too. Yeah, even you know? as even as like you know the team that's now becoming the new Patriots, right? Always there, and people are getting tired of them. Um, at the same time, I kind of, they're, they're still likable. There's something about it. I do have some bad news though, David. We are having a Super Bowl party. And the place is going oh, no. to be pretty much packed with 49ers fans. <laughs>
0: How could you let that happen to yourself, Walter?
1: There's there's uh there's a little kid that, that we are uh, friends with his mom and uh and 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 he's stayed with us. We've babysat for him and just a great kid and he loves football so much, but he specifically loves the 49ers, which wasn't problematic, you know, throughout the regular season. But uh yeah, basically uh we invited him over to the Super Bowl, whether the Forty ers were gonna be in there or not. And uh, he happened to kind of just go around church the other day and invite everyone to our house (laughs) for the Super Bowl. And, uh, of course, the people he invited also happened to be some 49ers fans because that's who he's kind of connected with, other 49ers fans around. So we have about like 15 49ers fans that are going to be in the house. So I was like, well... Well I'll be I'll be the one the stickler and the the one that can jab you guys as the Chiefs are racking up the points on. I super hope Bowl it
0: is Sunday. super quiet at your house Sunday evening. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: it's going to be an entertaining event, that's for sure. But uh, in any event, it it'll be a lot of fun and so go Chiefs. Yeah, next time we talk, David, I suppose we'll either be I don't know, will that be it'll be after the Super Bowl, I think. So, we'll know the winner yeah.
0: at that point. Well, I'll assure you if it's not the Chiefs, I won't be bringing it up.
1: That's right. We'll just pass right on by it, right? love it.
0: Well, let's Talk get about into about the weather or something. <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right. Well, let's get into these mailbag questions. Luckily, none of them have to deal with uh the 49ers fans or anything like that. So, we're uh we're, we're agnostic from a football fandom standpoint here in these questions. It sounds like. So, we've got three good ones as you teased us in the intro, David. So, let's get to Jacob's question first and we're going to be talking social security here. So, here's Jacob's question. I'm 67, so I've reached full retirement age for social security, but I don't have Plans to retire anytime soon. Jacob's still going strong. Should I go ahead and start my social security now or just wait until I'm done
0: working? Yeah, so that's a really good question, Jacob. I get this. The software I have, when you have enough specifics, would tell you exactly what to do. But I have a couple of um, a thoughts. There's a couple of questions we don't know about you, but here's how I think about this. One is do you have any thoughts about your life expectancy? Nobody knows if they're going to get hit by a, a car or a truck, but you do. No, if genetically you're prone to die in your seventies or your nineties. And since social security is built to be actuarially sound, if you live to your early eighties, it really doesn't matter whether you started at age 62 or age 70, you're going to get the same amount of money out of social security. If you die young, well, you wish you started younger. If you die older then you wished you'd waited. Uh, you're 67, you're enjoying your work. So, Keep working. My guess is that you do not want to start your Social Security yet. But here's a couple of things to think about. That 8% increase to your Social Security monthly paycheck continues the longer that you don't start taking it. And you and once you get to age 70, as you probably know, Jacob, it doesn't get any better. So age 70 is the latest you'd want to wait. Uh, question, you don't, you don't mention a spouse, but if you have a spouse, I would question is she going to claim social security on her own working record, or is she going to get the spousal benefit? Well, she can't get the spousal benefit until you start taking social security. So it used to be different, but now that's the way that is. So if she's getting a spousal benefit instead of her own record, that might be a reason for you to start earlier than 70 Your tax rate. You know, if you're in the, if you're working, But you're not working too hard at it and you're in the 10 or 12% tax bracket, then maybe you would want to start that now and kind of double dip because your Social Security will be taxable at that point. But if you're a bigger earner, you're in the 24, the 32% bracket, that's another really good reason to wait until you retire or age 70, uh, whichever comes earlier. You know, there's a slight... Congressional risk. We don't know who's going to be in in charge next year after the elections. I suppose that, I mean, eventually Congress has to do something because Social Security is on an unsustainable path. But my guess is, Jacob, they're going to leave most, almost everybody except very high net worth people in the same city. They're not going to change your situation once you're in your 60s, late 60s, certainly in your 70s. So I would say your, your congressional risk is very low. So th- those are the things I would think about Jacob as you're trying to decide if you, I don't know where you live. If you happen to be in Kansas city and you'd like uh, a more detailed analysis using software, well, we'd be happy to do that for you. If you have an advisor, I just ask for that. The, the software is really good. It'll tell you, it'll give you a really clear picture of based on all of your circumstances, when you should start that social security. So good luck, congrats on enjoying your job. Keep working as long as you, as you love it.
1: Very good. Great question, Jacob. Thanks for sending that one in to us. If you want to talk to David about your specific situation, you can always reach out by calling 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. Or go online to coveryourassetskc.com, submit questions there, or set up time for a complimentary review as well. All right. Our next question comes to us from Anna. Anna says, I've been loving the growth in my 401k for the past couple of years, despite the volatility, but I just don't know how long this ride can last. And quite frankly, I can't believe it's lasted this long. When should I walk away from the roulette wheel?
0: Okay. Well, Anna, I couldn't help but get a big smile on my face when I read your question. So I don't, obviously, I don't know your specific situation. I do know that you said you've been loving the growth in your 401k over the last several years. So this reminded me of a conversation I had with a friend of mine at a a party a week and a half ago, and he was talking about how great his Apple stock was doing. And I said, you know, honestly, over the last two years, your Apple stock is probably unchanged. He goes, there is no way So I pulled out my iPhone on an app I keep real handy, and we looked at it, and yep, it was unchanged over the last two years. And the reason I bring this up is we all have recency bias in our thinking. So what you're probably thinking about is the last year where your 401k was killing it because the market was up 20 or 25%, and if you're in the NASDAQ, it was up even more than that but I'm looking at a chart right now that shows the major indexes, the major indices, plus Apple over the last two years and one month, so since January of 23. The S&P 500 is up 2% over that period of time, basically unchanged. The NASDAQ, which had a killer year last year, is actually down 2.5% over the last two years if you thought, Oh, small caps are going to be great. Well, they're down 13 and a quarter percent over the last two years. And my friends, Apple stock over the last two years and one month, it's up 4.6%. So that's about two and a quarter percent a year over the last two years. Recency bias is probably what's making you think that you've been killing it over the last couple of years. And to take a little bit deeper back look, The thing that has probably made your 401k go higher over the last two years are your contributions and hopefully your employer's contributions. So then the back half of your question Anna, is quite, quite frankly, I can't believe it's lasted this long. When should I walk away from the roulette wheel? My concern there is that you might actually, you may have said roulette wheel just casually, but if you really think that it's a roulette wheel, then you should get off now. I tend to look at the market more like Warren Buffett tends to look at it. Invest in good companies for the long run and don't get overly worried about the ups and downs. Now that nobody gets worried about the ups and everybody that I know gets worried about the downs. But if you're really looking for a long-term strategy, what you probably want to do is not pick out two or three or four or five or eight stocks, unless you're really good at it and you spend a lot of time with it you would want to invest a portion of your retirement income in for instance, the S and P 500, maybe an equal weight version of the S and P 500. And there are good ETFs that will allow you to do that. The real question Anna about the roulette wheel is what percentage of your retirement net worth do you want to have invested in the stock market? If you have a relatively high risk tolerance, then maybe 65 or 70 or 75% of your money could be in the stock market. But I wouldn't suggest that it's in individual stocks, especially four or five or eight individual stocks. You want broad diversification because eventually the stuff does hit the fan in the stock market. And you don't want to have a stock that goes down 70 or 80%. If the market, the S and P 500 is down 30%, well, okay, you're down 30. And if you wait three or four or five years, you're going to get back to even. Uh, If you don't have a very high risk tolerance, then honestly, 50% of your money that you save for retirement in the stock market is probably the right amount uh, if you are kind of a buy and hold type investor. So Anna, I I don't know how old you are. I don't know how big your 401k is. I don't know how long you're planning to work, but you've asked some really good questions in there. And uh, hopefully something in this answer is helpful to you.
1: Yeah, really good question. Thanks, Anna. Uncovered a lot there and led to a lot of additional questions. And uh, that's the fun part of these mailbags that we get to explore with folks is, you know, one question leads to more and kind of helps unravel the planning process and really the needed steps all from just one simple question. It's how it often happens, David, right? Somebody comes in to meet with you and not everybody starts with the exact same question. Some people have different starting points in the process, but uh, usually it's going to just take you into all the decisions that need to be made and, and point you in the right direction just no matter where somebody's starting point is
0: exactly and that's the most fun part about what I do is the answers aren't all the same and so you know you the, the people come in with um, to go with the art analogy they come in with a with a slate that a, a big old piece of paper that's pretty much empty and you got a bunch of colors and you get to paint the picture that works best for them. So it sounds like she has a lot of fun opportunities. She just needs to make sure that she's got a plan that she feels comfortable with regardless of where we are in the market cycle.
1: Again, if you need help painting that retirement picture, don't hesitate to ever reach out to David Dickens and go through the complete planning review. That's the CPR process. Uh, it's very easy to do, and you can meet complimentary. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call David at 913-317-1414 or go online to cover your assets KC Dot com, And you can visit that from anywhere, even if you're not in the KC metro area. Uh, CoverYourAssetsKC.com. And we'll link to that contact information in the description of today's show. All right, our last question for today's episode, David, is going to come to us from Anthony. And Anthony says, I have almost $2 million in retirement savings, but I also have a lot of debt. I own a rental property that I could sell, and it would give me enough to pay off all three of my cars, all my credit cards, the parent plus student loans that I'm paying for my kids, and a personal loan from the credit union. Um, that's a lot. I've always disliked the idea of doing that because I've wanted to have that property for rental income and retirement. Plus I'd have to pay some capital gains when I sell it. So is it worth selling to knock out all that debt?
0: So yeah, Anthony packed a lot in that question. And I almost didn't, I almost chose not to answer this question because there are a lot of unknowns that I'm going to go through and, and suggest to Anthony, here are the things he should think about. But I think there's enough in this question that there's going to be a piece of this answer that is going to be applicable to just about every listener we have. So, so let's go ahead and dive in. The, the, the first thing that crossed my mind when he talks about, Anthony, when you talk about your $2 million of retirement savings, my question is, is that all in IRAs, 401ks, and Roths, or is some of that in non, non-qualified money? And the non-qualified money is really simple to liquidate, To sell and then to pay off some of that debt. If you're going to liquidate money out of a 401k or an IRA, well, the IRS is going to take their bite out of that. And based on what it sounds like your tax bracket might be, well, that could be 24% or 32%. It could be a pretty big number, plus, depending on what state you live in, well, Topeka is going to want 5%, or Jeff City is going to want 5%, or wherever you live. So the first would be what type of retirement money is that? The other thing that struck me is you own a lot of what we often refer to on this podcast as bad debt so a bad debt would be certainly your credit cards that is crazy bad debt for a guy like you that has that much money in retirement uh the parent plus student loans well those can be Six and a half, or seven and a half, or eight percent. So those are targets for paying off, and the personal loan from the credit union puzzled me. I couldn't imagine, based on the other things that you have going in the in this question, why you would have a personal loan from a credit union. You don't mention whether your house is free and clear or whether you have a mortgage, and it kind of sounded like you might still have a mortgage on your rental property. So uh, those are those are the big questions I have before any kind of answer comes out for you Um, one thing I would do if you don't do this regularly Anthony is do a net worth calculation now if you listen to these podcasts you know that we strongly encourage all of our listeners to do a net worth calculation every January so that would tell me if you have 2 million in retirement in uh, retirement assets but you have 1 million in debt Well, then you've got a million dollar net worth, but if, if all those, um, car loans and credit card loans and the other things you have there, well, if that amounts to $250,000 against your 2 million of assets, plus what you've got in home equity and rental property equity, well, you could have a net worth of two or two and a half million dollars. So that's another big question we don't know about you, but it's something you would want to make sure you know about yourself. So, when you're done listening to this answer, drop everything and do a net worth calculation to find out exactly where you are, what you have in assets minus what you owe to other people, companies, mortgage companies, etc. Here's my stab at an answer, Anthony. You have to get rid of that uh, bad uh, car loans. Okay, unless they're seven-year car loans, but maybe... You need three cars for who knows what good reason there's I can't think of a good reason you would need credit card debt. I can't think of a good reason. Uh, there's probably, there might be good reason you have a personal loan from a credit union, but I sure hope it's a low interest rate loan from a credit union. One thing you could do, Anthony, you've already saved 2 million bucks for retirement. If you're currently making a 401k contribution, you could stop that and only go up to the amount of the match that your company makes if they make a match and contribute no more than the match and then use the extra money to pay down the debt that you have because you are not going to want to enter retirement with this type of debt. You also don't tell us how old you are, but it kind of sounds like you might be 60 or closing in on retirement. You could do, depending on what your mortgage situation is, well, you could do a cash out refinance on your home uh, to pay down what are probably high interest rate loans that you have otherwise in this paragraph. So is, is that mortgage rate going to be lower than the rate on your personal loans? Well, hopefully, but it's also tax deductible, whereas none of that other interest is tax deductible. So there's a bit of a calculation you have to make there, but, but that's a bucket of money that you could go and tap to pay off your consumer debt. And then finally, Anthony, honestly, my my real read through this is that you need to answer this question for yourself am i living above my means because it kind of sounds like there's a relatively high probability that you are and you're you're saving nicely on one side and you're living it pretty good on the other side but you're living it pretty good on the other side with debt and that's almost always a bad thing there's productive debt like the rental property, assuming the rental property cash flows and it's, and it's rented. Well, that's not a bad reason to have that mortgage, but the other personal loans, I can build some pretty good cases why there are bad reasons to have those personal loans. So Anthony, you are the perfect candidate. I don't know where you live. I don't know if you've already got an advisor, but you're the perfect candidate for having somebody do a detailed analysis of your financial situation and figuring out how you get to retirement with little or no debt, uh, which is going to make your retirement a lot more happy. So good luck with all that. And if we can help you, give us a call. It's a great
1: point, David. I'll uh, point out folks to maybe go back a while, and we'll link to this in the show notes so you can find it easily, but go back to episode 65 of this show. It was back in 2020, so it's uh, it's been a little while, David, since we recorded that one, But and, and maybe this would be a good thing to kind of you know redo maybe at some point in 2024 just so we can get a fresh perspective on it, but we talked a little bit more about that net worth statement. I think that was a really valuable episode that we did, and I know we've mentioned it in other episodes as well, uh, but that episode Episode 65, we covered four simple strategies to increase your net worth, as well as talking a little bit about how to actually calculate that net worth in the first place. So it might be a helpful episode for somebody, if especially if Anthony's question resonates with you. Go check out that net worth statement. It's one of the better episodes, I think, that we have done that might move anybody's uh, financial planning needle a little bit. So check out the description of the show for that particular episode. And again, if you've got direct questions for David, don't hesitate to reach out. You can always have a conversation with him by dialing 913-317-1414 or going online to coveryourassetskc.com. David, great job tackling all these questions today. Appreciate the help.
0: Hey, that was fun. Uh, Have fun at your Super Bowl party and go Chiefs,
1: go Chiefs! Bring it home. We'll see how it turns out in uh, in two weeks. Thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Cover Your Assets, KC. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth LLC are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material, has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.